Grand rising. Happy, happy winning Wednesday. I pray that every single person is well. I pray that you are absolutely divine. And I pray that you're ready to step into, it's not even Wednesday, bro. It's, it's turn up Tuesday. Like I'm fully a day ahead. Either way, I pray you win. <laughs> and I pray you're ready to turn it up a notch. And actually, that's why I just remembered the day. Because I was about to be like, it's winning Wednesday. And I was like, first of all, I don't do a room on a Wednesday. And second of all, it feels like it's time to turn it up. It genuinely feels like a turn up Tuesday today. And um, I just seriously want to set the intention that what I say lands with somebody today. I'm in the most, um, I'm being very conscious of my language. I'm being very, very conscious of my language because I recognize how much is misunderstood in what I say. I realize how much is taken out of context and I realize how much is not received with the same way that I say it. And it's just making me be conscious. So within that space, I am just praying that something I say lands where it's supposed to land. And I can only ever speak from where I'm at. I have got this far in life and in doing the most of what I love has come from a place of being my most truthful. And as I go about my life, I recognize that one of the things that irritates me the most that triggers me the most that like just makes me be able to I'm not a type of person that goes through an experience with people and hits block I just feel like it's childish personally um but I recognize that it's necessary for some people but if I could hit block in an energy way it is what triggers me the most is people being untruthful like I genuinely do not have any energy for liars and so when I speak I am always 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 speaking from my truth and what I recognize is when you give yourself permission to speak your truth your truth may never be received with the intention that you send it out with and my question is does it have to be does it have to be are you willing to speak, live, share, be your truth, knowing that, you know what, people may never receive it in the way that you're sending it out. People may never, ever get it in the way that you intend it to be. I'm so conscious that we can get caught up on words as much as we can get caught up on the way that they're said, as much as we can get caught up on the way that things are felt. And my question is, does it really matter? And as I'm sitting with that feeling, that awareness and that idea, bruh, it's uncomfortable as hell. And it's uncomfortable because one of my greatest intentions is that I be who I say I am, that I put out what it is that I am, that I live to being the most truthful, honest, open and transparent, version of myself and that's an agreement that I signed with me and so technically the only person that I need to go back and negotiate on that agreement with is me however life means that in being my truth it's going to be in the presence of other people and in being in the presence of other people regardless to what you do or don't do it has an effect it has a reaction it has a cause and I personally am conscious of the way that my beingness, my attitude, my behavior, my temperament, my language affects other people. And to be honest with you, sometimes it completely robs me of my joy. And so I'm having an honest conversation with myself like, okay, T, I know your intentions are pure, but some things are getting lost. Interp in interpretation and as much as I am becoming more aware of it I'm just like wow life 
And life is really what you make it and it really is what you allow things to be. Hence why the room is called It Is What It Is. It really is what it is. And it is whatever you want it to be. So just to reset the room, I'm having an honest conversation today, like I always do, but I'm having an honest conversation of where I'm at right now. And my, my prayer for this room is that what I say lands with somebody, like honestly. And so I just wanna go back to bring you up to speed. For the last week, if I could have had a theme for last week, it would have been meh. It was a week of, it wasn't quite a pit, but it wasn't Tanya at her peak. It wasn't Tanya fully being in total, like feeling within myself that bruh, I'm in total alignment. It was like, I don't really know what this is. I don't really know why I'm feeling like this. I don't really know why it feels so icky, but it is meh. There wasn't anything that I really wanted to do. There wasn't anything that I didn't want to do, bro. It was just such a uh, feeling. And I was just like, it is what it is. I wasn't trying to figure it out. I wasn't trying to question it. It just was what it was. And so I would just go with the flow because one thing I didn't want to do is get in my own way. And I feel like I experienced so much situations that just literally mirrored the resistance that I was feeling. And it was, it was from the littlest thing to things that fully had me out of whack, period. And when I get out of whack, I'm very aware of my energy when my energy is good and I walk into a room I'm very aware of what it can do as much as when my energy is out of whack like just leave me alone and I also recognize how powerful I am there's many days of my life where my phone rings a thousand times a day like literally yo you see from about two weeks ago my phone don't ring at all Yes, people might ring me once or twice a day, but my phone isn't popping off because you see when I'm in a certain space, it's not even like I consciously say, leave me alone, but everything inside of me says, leave me alone. And I fully get that energy back. Just as much as when I'm litty and I'm feeling like, ooh, like my phone pops off, like I have to sometimes look like, did my picture get leaked? Did I put something out? What, what the hell is going on? And so I just observed these things and I'm just like, oh my God, like we fully have more control than we're aware of. But do we ever just observe it? Do we ever pay attention? But I wasn't in the space of really paying attention. I was fully aware of what was happening and I was just like, bruh, it is what it is. And so by Sunday, I was like, okay, cool. Uh, I thought I felt great because I had been out like Friday night, Saturday night. I was pushing through. I was just being present. I was just enjoying life, to be honest. And by Sunday, the way I felt sick, I was like, uh-uh, this ain't my energy. What is this? So I had to then open an inquiry because it was too intense. So I spent a lot of time with myself and nothing, you know, no music, no outside noise, no people nothing just me and some bleach and white spirits and and disinfectant and incense and a bag of cleansing and just for the record I want you to know there's a difference between cleaning your home and cleansing your home and I'm not just talking about the physical home that you live in I'm talking about the 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 body that you live in the space that your your emotions reside in that your mental body lives in that your spirit lives in not only is one of my favorite things, if I ever coach you, clean it up. But I would also say it's super important that you learn to cleanse. I have a, a thing that I say like, clear, cleanse and release. And it's different to cleaning it up. Cleaning it up is like when you spill a bucket of water on the floor and um, you need to mop it up. You just need to mop it up and it's fine. 
but cleansing is like you spilt the water you left it there for so long that it's real dirty now it's super dirty and you can't just mop it up you're gonna have to get some materials some tools some things that help you completely clean it because it's a different level of dirty now it's not just dirty, but other stuff have stacked it. I've got stuck into it. It's almost blended in with the floor. It almost looks like it's a part of the floor because it's that dirty, but it's used to being that way. That's the difference. When I say clean it up, it's almost like it's surface level. When you need to cleanse, it's a deeper clean. And so I spent the day cleansing and I got the clarity that I needed. I got to the space that I needed to shift through. And now I recognize I'm in a different space. And the space is like, whoa, I have so much power and awareness, right, of what it is that I need to do. But let me tell you, every part of me is fighting it. Every part of me is like, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, like, yeah, like I know, but I'm not taking the action. I feel tired for no reason. I feel like I can't be bothered because what's the point? I feel like, well, I've been obedient and uh, it's getting me dead ass results. Bro, I've been pouring, ain't nobody hearing. Like I'm done. Like cut me my check and let me get out. And then I get slapped up with my own lessons. But I can't be real, I can't, I can't be fake and not tell you guys that what I know above anything is the reason why I feel this level of conflict is because it's a season change. And so what worked for me last season isn't working for me in this season. But does it mean? that all the work that I'd done last season hasn't worked? Of course not. Does it feel like it hasn't worked? Of course it does. I'm just gonna say that again. The stuff that I'd done last season that helped me feel like my best self, that allowed me to put out my best work, that allows me to be in a position of where I felt purposeful and powerful, I can't use the same stuff in this season. Does it mean that the things I done last season haven't worked? Hell no, of course they did. But does it feel like they haven't worked? Of course it does. And so it's almost like I'm in this space of knowing what I need to do versus what I'm actually doing. It feels like being still versus having to dig deep. It feels like taking action versus, yo, I can't be bothered. And more than anything, I'm like, life. Life is what you make it, my darling, my dear. So go ahead and make it. I know that you will. But I'm in a season shift. And it feels like conflict. And it really feels like it is what it is, but I don't care. As much as I care so much that Tanya, you better get up and you better get it together. Because you're either under pressure or you're applying pressure. So what's it going to be, T? What's it going to be? And I laughed. Because all I keep hearing, I swear to God, it's like, it's so loud. All I keep hearing is take old stuff adds more value to it. Take old stuff, add more value to it. You don't need nothing new. You don't need nothing new. 
You know what you've got to do. Rework the plan. It might not have worked out the first time. It might have worked out real good the first time. And so now you feel like you're at the end. Or now you feel like, yo, I didn't actually put enough in. Yes, you did. But you got to go again. You got to go again, but not from the part that you're at now. I'm talking about go again from the beginning. And I'm like, ah, but we already done that. But all I keep hearing is go again. You've got to take what you originally had, not what you think you got now, what you originally had, and you've got to put some new energy behind it. And I was like, bro, what does this mean? And so I was praying before I came into the room because I'm aware that many things that we go through, they're personal, they're for us. They're for us. But I've been blessed to have a stage, to speak, to share, to give. And I know that it's a blessing. And I don't ever want to take advantage of my blessings. And so I was like, God, how do I put this into context? When I came out of the room yesterday, I sat with myself and I was like, I wonder if people are hearing me. That's not me saying um, people aren't listening. That's not me saying people aren't receiving. What I was saying is sometimes the way things land in my spirit is so much, is so much information to, to get out in, in one go. But I know that my spirit is just like, I've got to give it, I've got to land it, I've got to share it. And sometimes that's when I think I'm going to die. <laughs> but at the same time, what I really heard was in the midst of me really figuring out who I am, in the midst of me really understanding my journey with life, really coming to context with mindsets and beliefs and morals and what this stuff looks like and psychology and coaching and counseling and all of these different hats that I choose to wear. I was just doing what I felt passionate about. Like I just wanted to change my life. I just woke up one day in a relationship, in a job, in a space, like in my thinking that I no longer wanted to be. And all I knew is that this can't be it. This cannot be it. That's all I knew. I grew up around religious people. I grew up understanding that there's a God. I grew up, but my level was, I didn't know God for me. I always was a faithful one. Like I always believed in something greater, but I was hell bent on. I didn't want my belief to be associated to a religion because I felt that religion was limiting. So in this space that I found myself in where I woke up and I wasn't happy in my relationship, I wasn't happy in my job. I wasn't happy with um, the state of my life. I wasn't happy with my friends' conversations. I wasn't happy with my sister's relationships. I wasn't happy with so much stuff. All I thought was, I've got to flip and save myself. That's all I thought. And so I started reading books. And after reading books, I found myself in rooms that grew me. And after being in those rooms that grew me, I found myself in, in, in different spaces with more information. I found myself in conversations that was blowing my mind. I found myself attracting people into my life that were giving me more and more knowledge that were putting me into different spaces that were sharing with me different things. And so it was a process where it was like, the next best thing just came and I just allowed it. It wasn't me really and truly um, like openly looking, if you get what I mean. It was just me deciding there's gotta be something better than this. And everything was just coming to me. 
it was just coming. And then the more that I heard, I realized, whoa, at the root of everything, there's just a couple of principles. There's just a couple of principles that I need to learn to apply or use. And then one day I watched The Secret and brah, I've never, I've never really um, smoked or taken any drugs, right? But if I could have felt myself on a high level of drug, like crack or ecstasy or something, the feeling that I felt after watching The Secret, that is the feeling that I can connect it to. I was so high. I was so high because for the first time in my life, I recognized, oh my gosh, we've got so much more power than we know. And then my only focus was to understand the laws of attraction, to be more aware of how I was thinking, to be more aware of how I was thinking, to be more aware of what I was focusing on, to be more aware of what that was creating in my life. And at that point, I didn't have the awareness that it wasn't enough to just focus and want it and write it down. I had to start to understand what was my feeling behind what I wanted. What was my belief behind what I was asking for? And not what I thought I believed, but what did I really believe? Like, did I really believe I deserved what I was asking for? Did I really believe it was possible? Was I able to identify that actually every time I stepped into the same blessing I was asking for, I was so crippled and paralyzed by fear that I would remove myself out of it real quick. And it was then when I started to look at my feelings, yo, I had to look at what they were attached to. And that's where I found my beliefs the beliefs that came from my parents, the beliefs that came from society, the beliefs that came from religion. And now I had this pile of everything in front of me and it was like, whoa, it's not just about what we think. It's not just about what we feel. It's not just about the information that's coming in, but yo, what's influencing this? What are my beliefs? And so it was a mindset shift more than anything. But after that, I recognized what was grounding me as much as what was completely messing me up. And that's where I then had to tap back into my relationship with God, my understanding of it. Is it divine? Is it God? Is it male? Is it female? Is it real? Is it there? Like, what is this? But I'm talking, we're in 2021. And I'm talking, this is a process from 2012. It wasn't an overnight thing. It wasn't a get rich quick scheme. It wasn't, I'm going to get it all in one day. But for me personally, I was willing to apply one principle at a time until it changed my life. And I've shared these principles again and again. It was one thing from Wayne Dyer. If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. It was one thing from Louise Hay. We choose our parents. Why did I choose them? It was one thing from Lisa Nichols, abundance is my birthright. It was one thing from profound people that were in my eyes. And I just applied one thing for years. It wasn't a lot of things, yet it was changing a lot of things. So why am I saying this to you all? Because last year, the, the year before last in 2019, I had started my classes, I think in about March, I had restarted my dance classes. I want y'all to start to understand your patterns. I was in a place where it was like, I had stopped doing my classes. 
I had stopped speaking. I had stopped coaching. Why? Because I was, I woke up one day in the midst of, of, first of all, my life was changing. And with the changes that were happening in my life, like the education changes, the job roles, I, I landed a job in the midst of me really pumping out dancing and doing all of this stuff. And I felt like it was the next step on my path. And I took it. And when I took it, it was great, but it caused a lot of turmoil in my life. I had some really hard lessons to learn. And I couldn't do both. I couldn't do the job that I had taken and continue to dance at the rate that I was dancing. Plus, at that point, I was doing everything under raw. It wasn't Tanya Brooks Carty, it was raw. And what raw meant at that time, it was a team of seven people. Yet in what I was really doing was doing everything and putting it out as a team because I never wanted to be the only person I believed in people I believed in teams so I was like it's cool if you don't get that I'll handle it I'll design the flyer I'll teach the class I'll do this but I'll put everybody's name on it so when I got the opportunity to step into a new job I saw it as a way of us growing so it meant that they then had to lead the classes so I saw it as the vision coming full circle and it all manifested and it all working out and it worked for a period of time but you see, if there's no vision in what you're doing, it can't last. And if it's not your vision, it most certainly will not prosper and it will not be fruitful. And at the time where that took me is it meant that I had to have more energy for the job and the way that my life was going for some of the work that I was doing. So the classes stopped and I took a different direction. And in that direction, I think I was in a new relationship. There was just literally so much happening. And when I started to see the journey that my relationship was taking, I said, yo. At that point, Raw was very influenced by women teaching women, women celebrating women, women helping women, like a sisterhood energy. And I said, I'm in no position to help no woman. So I stopped. And I just went back to focusing on me. So in 2019, as always, dance be missing from my life. And I don't feel purposeful without dance. So I brought it back and I started dancing. And I said to myself, we're going to rock this out. This is your heart. We're going to rock this out. Regardless to who comes or who doesn't come, babes, if you're going in there every day to three people, you're going in there. And I just banged it out. And as I banged it out, it kind of naturally grew and grew and grew. So we got to about September in 2019 and I said, okay, cool, this is working, but I also need to do more. I'm not doing enough. And so I was like, what else am I passionate about? And I'm passionate about young people. So I started to put proposals back into schools. And one of the proposals that I put in was to do a arts week. So basically it would be drama, dance and um, poetry, um, storytelling at a week in a school. Notice that when I said earlier, you've got to go back to the beginning, you've got to take all that you've got and you've got to use it and rework it. And this was something that we used to do years and years ago. So I pitched to go into the schools for Black History Month and I got a couple of the pictures and I loved it because I'd stepped into my own energy I'd been doing a lot of stuff as just Tanya um, the brand of Raw was still there but I wasn't working with anybody I, I had to teach myself a level of commitment and discipline and so to be able to offer other people contracts was just beautiful for me in my journey and we went into this school in 2019, October 2019, we went into a school and we delivered a Black History Month and it was phenomenal. And we did two days in this school and they were just incredible. There was a lot of other creatives with me. I gave a lot of other people the opportunity and we ended on the Friday. On the Saturday, I got a call. And what's so crazy, we delivered to that whole school from the special needs unit right to reception, right up to year six. It was the whole school. And in that whole school, there was this one child that I remembered like I remembered because his spirit, his energy, he was in a wheelchair and it was one of these wheelchairs that you controlled to speak, you controlled to move, 
um, like his neck was held up in the wheelchair. So he couldn't really um, verbally communicate or actually communicate with his arms or legs, right? But the way he spun that wheelchair and the way, I can't explain it, it was his energy that communicated. It was the one child that I remembered from the whole entire school. And the role that I played in the school, I was blessed to be in every single class. And I got a call that ended on the Friday. And on the Saturday, we got a call to say that little boy had died. And it hit me so hard. And I tell you why it hit me so hard. Because we also got an email from his parent saying he had never seen himself. Like he had never seen his history, had never seen his black side. He had never seen that part of him in life. He had never been able to dance, to express, to be free. And I think he might've been in about year four. And the parent just thanked us. She actually wrote us an email to say thank you for the impact that you had on my son's life and his last days. It was a sudden death. It was an unexpected death. And I even went back to his funeral at the school. And when I was thinking about this room today and the context of it is what it is, the reason why I feel that story came back to me is because sometimes you're called to do one thing and it's enough. Hence, it is what it is. Being in the right space, regardless to whether it feels like you're at conflict, whether it feels like this is what I'm supposed to do versus, oh, I can't be bothered, but you're doing it anyways, that's enough. Using all that you've got now is enough because the impact that it has, you have no idea. So as much as I opened the room saying I'm so conscious of my language because I feel like I'm saying things that are being misinterpreted, are you willing to sit with the idea that it's enough? I pitch proposals for Black History Month most years. Many schools say no because they can't fit it into their curriculum or they don't have the budget or, you know, the history is just not that important. They're teaching it themselves, whatever it looks like. And that's a lot of those no's are disappointing. A lot of those no's feel like, bruh, like, we still don't get the same chance. A lot of those no's feel like, how are you able to teach our history? But guess what? I still pitch anyways. And so today it really landed on my spirit to be like, you're gonna go through conflict with what you're supposed to do versus what you want to do with what you've been doing versus what it looks like, with what it looks like versus how it feels, with disappointment versus keep going, with is this going to amount to anything versus I just want to see my blessing. But just know it's a season change. And when a season changes, we change the clothes that we wear because the clothes we wear in summer don't fit the clothes we wear in winter. They don't go with the clothes we wear in autumn. They don't go with the clothes we wear in spring. It's the same with what we're doing. It's the same with how we're being. It's the same with how we're thinking. Are you willing to switch it up? Are you willing to rework some things? Are you willing to stick to the same plan 
but shift where you're applying your energy. Because if you're under pressure somewhere, maybe you've got to apply pressure somewhere else. If you're feeling stuck here, maybe you've got to move by working into something else. I don't know if it's even making sense. I don't even know why in this week I care so much because I don't normally care. And that also goes back to the conversation of when I'm in my bag with God, so much doesn't matter. When I tell you it doesn't matter, it does not matter because I know the assignment and I just deliver. But when I'm in this energy of me, which is me and me and me, yo, it, it, it's dark, it's heavy, it's, it's yucky, it's ew. And so just before I come in the room, that's the clarity that I got. I have forgotten for so long what it feels like to do anything without going to my creator first without trusting like 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 actually letting go of my desires and saying yo I'm available use me take me lead me that's the 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 state that I normally operate in and something shifted me out of that space in like the last two weeks and I've been doing this me thing and it really feels like meh And so I took account. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you. If you're willing to look back and look at your patterns, you'll understand certain things that you think you have no awareness about. The minute that I try to do things alone, the minute that I don't wait for confirmation, the minute that I get too focused on my reality and 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 the numbers and and the impact and all this stupid shit and I'm influenced by that it doesn't work out very well for me the minute that I allow myself to be fully influenced by greater powers to be in the vortex of not really understanding but practicing obedience and discipline and commitment I play a different game. I'm not guessing the strategy because I know it. And so maybe the question is, really and truly, what are you under the influence of? Really and truly, have you not discovered your power yet? So you really are living a life of, ah, oh, it is what it is acting like you can't change it, you can't create something different. I'm so grateful to know both sides of the coin and I'm so grateful to have choice because we get to choose, believe it or not, what position we play. But maybe you don't know that if you're simply living a life of it is what it is. And so I'm just saying, We've got a little more control than we know. We've got a little more power than we know. And don't be deflated or depleted or even stuck when actually you're just asked to shift and change. You're asked to switch up your game. You're asked to say, how do I use maybe the same tools in a different way? How do I work the same plan in a different way because I'm in a different season? How do I walk towards the same thing but with a different energy? How do I run after the same thing but with a new perspective? How do I do it? I know this shit looks easy. I know I make it look easy. I know that, but it's not easy. 
it's really not easy to be able to say, you know what, I thought it was supposed to go this way, but actually everything's telling me go over here. And I don't know what's over there, but everything's telling me go over there. Yeah, I think of the impact that happens when I'm obedient. I am so grateful that I listened to myself when it said, go back to the schools. And we had the opportunity to bless that young boy's life. There was over 700 people that we were in the presence of, but I'm just so grateful about that one. His mum said he died so happy. Because he could communicate, but it was in like a, through a commute, computer thing. But I didn't even need to know that because his energy was felt. Sometimes we're looking for the massive blessing. We're looking for the massive influence. We're looking for the massive impact. We're looking for the massive change. Yet we're not fully aware of how big the small ones are. Sometimes we're looking for the big step but we're not willing to celebrate ourselves for the small steps that we're taking obediently every single day. And I just pray that not only are we willing to take account, but we're so willing to be kinder to ourselves. We're so willing to be more present. I am genuinely loving the idea of trying right now because I genuinely am trying. It's not a vibration that I often fuck with. I don't really mess with it at all. But I'm so grateful that I'm allowed to try in this season because it's a, it's a, it's a trying, it's a should be versus this is what it is. It's a me and my wants versus divine and his desires. It's a meh and boredom and lack of connection versus a no, like I know, like I know, like I know. It's a reality versus something that is happening, regardless to whether I'm fully aware of it or not. But this is the level of honest that I'm willing to be with me. But the beautiful thing is, I don't allow myself to be stuck for too long. Some of us have been on a journey for three months, two months, six months, a year, five years, 10 years. And we could honestly look back and say, I've just been in the same place. And I'm not mad enough to change yet. I'm not disciplined enough to move. Heck, I don't even believe it's possible. And that's the account of truth. But no, we'll pretty it up by attaching different titles to the same thing, by attaching different situations to the same idea, Seasons allow you to change. Seasons allow you to grow. Seasons allow you to see things differently as much as experience yourself and life differently. And so one of my favorite things, not just to say, but to overstand is embrace the season you're in. Embrace the season you're in. Last season, you might have needed a lot of things. This season, you might need one thing. Don't sleep on that one thing. Don't sleep on that one principle that if you just applied it and you made it work for you, you made it work. You used it at work. You used it in your relationship. You used it with your children. You used it when you go to the gym. You used it when you're writing the book. You used it every time you spoke. Yo, hmm. 
They had me fooled by thinking that in the beginning it was the word, isn't it? it was the word of the Bible. Yet my core always knew different. No, in the beginning, it was the word, the word that you speak, the word that you live, because the word that you speak and the word that you live is the word that you create. What happens if you make a word work for you? What happens if you actually go and mess about and affirm some of those things that you got on a stick until you believed it to be true, bruh? What happens if you actually put a little bit of grind behind the word that's been laying in your spirit? I don't know. I'm waiting for someone to tell me. Better yet, I'm waiting to see some of y'all show me. What happens when you believe in something so much, so much, that you wake up in it? I was speaking to someone yesterday and as I said something to them, I went, oh, my God. Oh, my God. There was a season where I didn't speak. I wasn't a speaker. I just performed and I danced. And in that season, I'd gone into a room to grow me. I'd gone into a room to be inspired by Black women that were just speakers and they were shifting their life. And there was a panel of women that had come to deliver the event. And when you pay for your ticket, you're randomly placed. It was a seating plan, it was a dinner. And there was a panel of women who were speaking to just share their stories and their journeys and where they are in life. And it's funny, because I actually wrote a blog about it on our blog page. And today saying this out loud, I'm gonna go and read back that blog to see where I was at that time. But, I remember going to the dinner and just being so inspired. It was just such a beautiful event. But when I got there with my friend and we saw our seat in plan, guess where Tanya was placed? On the table with the speakers. The principle I was applying at that time was, you will be placed and positioned at places where you're going to be rubbing shoulders, right? You're going to be in rooms with like the people and the things that you're going to become. I didn't see myself as a speaker then. I definitely for sure weren't speaking. And it was only as I said it out loud yesterday, I was like, oh my God, bruh, you're actually a speaker. You were sitting at that table with speakers in 2016. It's real. If you're willing to apply certain principles, they will manifest. They will come full circle. Everything comes full circle. So when you wake up with the mindset that it is what it is, it's just another day, that's exactly what you will create. That's exactly what you will manifest. But when you flip that and you're like, it is what it is, as in, I am capable of all things. I ask and it is given. I knock and doors open. Guess what, guys? It also is what it is. But what's motivating you? What's influencing you? And just before I pressed record, I picked a stick because I needed clarity. And I swear to God, I knew what stick I was going to pick because I now understand this level of conflict. Before, it would make me think, oh, I'm all the way off. Ah, oh, I'm trying and getting nowhere. Ah, oh, what is the point? I'm not learning. Mm-mm. I know it's the, it's the journey of being on a divine mission. So I knew I was going to get that stick. And the stick I picked randomly was, I am on a divine mission. Because as much as I could wake up in my feelings, because that's all it is, 
the reality is. I know there's divinity within it. I know there's a higher assignment. I know this too is a part of the process. And I don't have to skip it because I'm willing to embrace the season I'm in. Here's what I wrote about being on a divine mission. I don't even know what I wrote, but we gonna read it. <laughs> Ooh, you just don't quite get it yet, do you? You think you're here on a small mission. You believe this is a short trip, a short journey, or a passing moment in time. This is a lifetime. This is a lifestyle. This is a forever thing. And I know they say life is short, but actually life is the longest experience you will ever have. How do you make the most of it? <laughs> this chapter of your life is no longer about bargaining for your next best thing or the next greatest win. This is a journey of being, of choosing, of loving and living every day as your best self now. This is a journey of truly allowing and experiencing each day just as it comes. This is a constant journey of learning, growing, loving, being and connecting. It's expanding yet it's deeply remembering who you really are. Your life itself is purpose. Therefore, you are purposeful and purpose-filled every single day. There is a very specific reason why you are here. You may not fully have accepted your assignment yet. Yo, I feel a word for somebody. And maybe you don't even believe it or hey, Maybe you've been searching and you still haven't found it. But let me take this very moment to remind you that if you're hearing this, it's not over, it's not done. It most certainly is not finished. As you hear this, your current breathing is a perfect reminder that you were here for a greater purpose. The mission is way more beautiful than you could ever have imagined. The chapters of your story are perfectly designed for you to fully tap into the abundance of life. But you can't read a new page if you're stuck on the previous one. Y'all hear the season shift? <laughs> you can't enjoy the page you're on now if you keep flicking through the blank pages ahead. They're blank. And we so badly want to run into the future. We so badly want to get all the stuff we didn't get. But what about now? There is no future without sieving, sieving through the now. Do you hear the context of how I was sieving through what I was feeling today? Yo, I read these books when I'm live in this space with you. But I'm so grateful. Like today, as I read this, I've personally got goosebumps bumps because I'm so grateful that I am a living testimony to anything I ever share, anything I speak about, anything I do. And I spoke this room about me being conscious about my truth, but I've just got confirmation. Because when I pray and I say, Father, lead me on the path that doesn't lead me astray. In my immature understanding of the divine, I thought that that then meant it was going to be easy. But I am fully aware now that the other path is filled with pleasure and everything that looks attractive. 
yo, sometimes this path is not only rough. Sometimes you get kicked. Sometimes you get bombarded with bricks. Sometimes you drop down in the sand. Sometimes it feels like you're in quicksand. Sometimes it feels like the path is so flipping beautiful that you would never walk another path. But guess what? It's all of those things. It's all of them. There is no greater gift than opening the present. Yes, I get it. I fully understand. It may not always feel like you're enjoying or experiencing your best now. However, can I invite you to the comfort and security of knowing, of knowing that you do not need to figure it all out? You do not need to figure it all out. There is something greater guiding you. There is something greater protecting you. Yo, we don't even understand what we're being protected from half the time. There is something greater rooting for you. But most importantly, something greater knows you better than you know you. So trust me deeply when I say greatness is around you. The greatness is within you. The greatness is working it out for you. And ironically enough, guess what, boo? That greatness is you. So you simply have to do one thing and let that inner guidance, that greatness and divinity, hear it, hear it, be revealed to you. I'm going to say it again. You simply have to do one thing to let that inner guidance, greatness and divinity be, be revealed to you. And I promise you, I don't make promises that I can't keep, but I promise you it will illuminate a path of deeply nourishing, abundant, and a fulfilling life for you. And that one thing is to surrender, is to let it all go and let it all flow. And sometimes we're clutching straws because we're scared. We're clutching straws because we got control issues. We're clutching straws because we're a hoarder. We're clutching straws because we don't know the unknown and we're scared to step into it. We're clutching straws because we ain't got no vision or sight. But if you're willing to embrace the season you're in and let it all go, you will give yourself permission to allow something beautiful to grow. It's a season shift. And I know many of us can feel it. So I pray this has given you clarity. I pray it's given you awareness and I pray it's given you the comfort of knowing you're not alone. You're seriously not alone. Be great. Because it's a divine mission. It's a higher assignment. And sometimes you feel like you need a lot of things. You just need one thing. One thing. And work that one thing like your life depends on it. Give it all you got. Don't be distracted. Even if you feel deflated, put the work in. Bruh, I'm about to go and see my mentor today and I'm so excited to tell her I ain't done shit since she saw me for about six weeks. That's my level of honesty, bro. I ain't done what I was supposed to do. And I'm going to sit there and let her coach the ass out of me. I can't wait. This woman be so dead excited to see me because guess what? I always do what I'm supposed to do, but I ain't done it. And I'm excited to sit there and be like, you know what? 
life has happened, bro. Like, I'm not using it as an excuse, but I was just living and I ain't done it. And when I've gone to do it, my head has nearly smacked the computer table because I'm just tired. And it's not tired because I'm tired. It's a tired because I have not been disciplining myself to do the work. It's that simple. I've been distracted and talking myself out of doing it. And I'm also very good. I could log off of here and do the work by the time that I get there and show up as the perfect student. Nah, it's not the season I'm in. I didn't do it. I didn't feel like doing it. I wasn't disciplined to do it. And I'm going to allow myself to be coached. Yeah, your coach has a coach. Your mentor has a mentor. Because it's a circle of life. And I'm excited. I can't wait. It's going to be the first time that I haven't done it. I'm, I'm so excited to sit there and see what she drags out of me. Are you willing to not only share your truth, but be your truth, live your truth? Are you willing to recognize that when you do, it's gonna upset some people? It's not gonna be received how you want it to be received. It's not, it might not even land, bro. You might be just talking to an empty room and an empty space. And having these dead ass conversations. But you're going to have to do it anyways. Are you willing? Or will you only move when you've got enough validation? <laughs>